Hi, this is Mitch Doan, and along with Jamie Richardson, we're your hosts of the Breakthrough Active podcast. We aim to deep dive into health and fitness that will help bring you a better understanding of topics that are of interest to you and can help you on your own journey. If you are enjoying the episodes, we'd love for you to leave us a rating on the platform you listen to your podcasts. Enough from me, sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back again to the Breakthrough Active Podcast. I've got another very special guest with me today. All of our guests are special, but this one's extra special because he's a fellow Knights tragic like I am. But we've got (laughs) Greg here with me, Greg. So thanks for coming on today, mate. It's good to have you here. Pleasure, Mitch. It's... um, I just, before we jumped on the air, I just said to Greg, we need to watch ourselves that we don't end up talking footy too long because quite often when we catch up and chat, it just ends up taking up our whole bandwidth. So we'll try to keep that that part short today. But um, a little bit about Greg, we'll, we'll sort of hear from him, but him and his, um, his partner, Liz, they come along to our gym in Adamstown and have done now for um, going on a year, I think. We'd be, we'd be looking at. So they've been with us for a little while and it's been great having them in. But I guess a good place for us to start, Greg, I just wanted to sort of see what you've done in the past with training. I know you've you've been around sort of fitness and, and sport and everything for a long time. So I wanted to hear just a little bit about what you've done in the past, sports, and then sort of into the gym stuff and exercise as well. Yeah, sure, Mitch. Um, so I, I grew up playing um, rugby union. Um, through my juniors and uh, teens, uh, had a little break and then went back in my early twenties. Never, never reached any dizzy heights, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, what wasn't yeah played a bit of first grade in Newcastle, but um, yeah, just loved it for the social scene, the camaraderie, and the mateship, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, probably from about eighteen through to about. 28 played rugby in the winter and rode surf boats in the summer um very involved with uh dixon park surf club and the waratahs rugby union club here locally <clears throat> so yeah that were probably my fittest years we I, I i was pretty fit all year round we'd um we'd do a fair few road runs in preparation for rugby train a couple of nights a week and then played on the weekends and then I don't know if you know much about competitive surf boat rowing, Mitch, but no, you, you, spend, you literally, well, you, lit, you spend literally hours a week in the boat uh, refining technique. You'd spend hours in the gym um, getting strong and fit, and then you might compete for like 10 seconds, cop a wave over <laughs> the bow, and you're putting the boat back on the trailer and uh, starting all over again. But that, both of those things were very social, but but also pretty demanding from a fitness point of view. Um, at that time, I was uh, well. I I went to uni uh, and did PE teaching, but didn't last very long. Um, only lasted a couple of years, but then worked in health. Um, so, yeah, I did a, a PE degree. So, um, yeah, I was pretty focused on health and fitness and that sort of stuff, and enjoyed the content of that, but not so much the the school environment um let me think so yeah did sort of that how's that thing and then the mm-hmm. uh the balance thing and you know probably bounced around gyms um for a fair bit melissa um was a gym junkie um she was a how's that girl um yeah we we met a bit later on in life um but yeah we both kind of 
um, been into fitness, although life catches up with you. We've both got, um, busy, I've run my own business and, and Lisa's got a, a busy career and then we've got four kids. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not saying I've been a health and fitness guru, um, you know, fallen off the rails many times. Um, but then, you know, a couple of years ago, um, decided to sort of get back into it and have been really, really happy with um, the environment that you guys create. Cool. Yeah, no, I, I do appreciate that, mate. And, and I think it's it's probably a fairly familiar story that we sort of hear and, and sort of discuss with a lot of people where they've been sort of on and off with things over the years. And obviously in your case, you you were very much you know, around it in, in your in your early years and, and you know, went into PE teaching and everything. And then life just takes its takes its path and sometimes it's not the top priority like maybe it is when you're, you know, at other stages of life. But it's obviously by the time we sort of meet with people, they've circled back to it and, and they mm. are sort of in it for different reasons as well, I think, maybe than when they're in their teens or, or 20s. So what's sort of the main thing that you are sort of wanting to get out of your, I guess, your training and, and sort of doing doing this on a regular basis now? Well, um, Melissa's a bit younger than me, but um, definitely from my point of view, um, it's a really important sort of period in my life to um, prioritise uh, being as healthy as I can. Um, I So, you know, I, I, I think it's good for your mental health as well. Um, we're sort of averaging, well, the last couple of months we've been pretty good. We're averaging sort of four days a week, um, which is which is a bit of an effort for us given our busy lifestyles and what we've got on. But um, it's definitely good for mental health. Um, we enjoy training together. We sort of egg each, on a little, each, uh, egg each other on a little bit um, and keep each other honest. You know, sometimes, you know, one of us will wake up and not feel like going and uh, and the other one will have a crack at them and, you know, so you force yourself to do it. But um, the, I also, um, you know, want to pay a tribute to you guys, Mitch, and probably mainly you. Um, I think the the format that you and by the way, everyone, Mitch has not, uh, you know, bribed me in any way, shape, or form. Um, although if you want to, Mitch, I'm open. Later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, and I've told lots of people about the the formula that you've got, Mitch. You, you've 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 um, put something together pretty special because it's. We, I just love the variety. You never know what you're going to get. I usually look on the app and find out what the workout is, and I'll tell Melissa, you know, what it looks like. She goes, no, don't tell me. I don't want to know what it is. So she turns up blissfully ignorant, not knowing <laughs> um, what's going to happen. I always, like, look at it and go, oh, okay, bloody, um, you know, like today you doubled up on, uh, what is it? Um yeah, it's some clean and jerks. I think we did today. Yeah, hand clean and jerks. You doubled up on us and smashed us, right? <laughs> um, and then the dreaded burpees. You know, hate those and all the rest of it. But um, the combination of of the every, there's no session that's exactly the same. Um, there's great variety. There's a great balance between strength and cardio, uh, and then within strength, there's a great balance of of all the different things that we do. Um, but I think probably the number one thing is that the people that you've got. Um, you know, it, I've been to lots of gyms and, you know, sometimes you put up with the, the characters that are there, but, um, you know, you've got a, a really great team that genuinely care and want to engage with with um, their customers. And I've not seen anything like it, mate. Uh, you, you know, you've, you've obviously got a, um, 
a really good philosophy of what we want to achieve with our customers and you it looks like you you know you make sure that your people understand that and your people buy into that and they they want to deliver so yeah well done that's probably the the thing that stands out to me in terms of what you guys offer that's special it's the the customer experience and also the just the variety and the the range of stuff you you put us through not that we're always happy with what we're doing but you know when you walk out you go you know that was that was good delayed gratification that you enjoy it later That's on it. <laughs> no, <laughs> when it's I, I do appreciate the kind words there mate and yeah you, you kind of hit the nail on the head with with the team because you know and i wanted to touch on this in a, in a bit with what you do for work but you know if you don't have a good team behind you it's you know it's, you can't do it by yourself and, and that's where you know over the years we've had Brody and Steve and Kelly at Cardiff and obviously Jamie as well and, and just all really work together and always continuing to try to improve the product and improve the service mm. and you know obviously you mentioned the workouts and they're important that's what you guys come in for and I do my best to, to keep it varied so it doesn't become too monotonous or boring even though you might hate me at the time um but i think like like i i was sort of saying there I, we're always sort of trying to strive to be better and interact with our members and and like you kind of touched on it it's the other members as well like it's as much mm -hmm. our team but i think that the sort of culture that we've been able to create over the years mm -hmm. it's it's attracted those type of people, the, the people that are wanting to be social, they're wanting to be friendly, they're encouraging each other, they want to have a chat. They're not the type of people that come in and it's all about themselves and they have their headphones in and, you know, there's nothing wrong with those people. There, there are plenty of gyms around where you go in and you, you do that and that's, you know, that's cool, but it's just not what we've been about. And I think over the years we've just attracted the people who are wanting a little bit more out of it than just reps and sets and weights and sweat. Mm. You know, that's obviously what a uh, big part of it, but then also the, the sort of community that we have. And that's mm. what sort of helps people continue to turn up when they've got other people there that they get along with, they enjoy the environment. It doesn't feel like a chore. It's something that they enjoy, which I think, you know, is a bit of a shift for, for, for some people. They, they're kind for of sure. exercise being this, thing that they hate but they feel like they have to do it so it's like this forever ending argument in their head of should i or shouldn't i so we try to sort of remove that as much as possible and uh, make it a bit easier for people to come come consistently but no i do appreciate sure. that i always always sort of like hearing that about the team and always sure to pass that on but um i want you we kind of touched on it there a bit you're you said earlier you run your own business and i know a little bit more about what you do but you're sort of in the leadership space so what if you just sort of tell us briefly about what you do and how you um, i guess work with with your clients and within your business to help them yeah sure mitch um i, I guess I, I i was on a video call you're my sixth video call today um <laughs> i was on a video call to a prospective <laughs> prospective new client today and they just sort of uh, asked me the same sort of question you know what's the journey been like um i guess uh after um after uh, graduating with a pe degree and, and doing a bit of casual teaching um i realized that teaching wasn't for me so i actually worked in health um health promotion and disease prevention with new south wales health for about 10 years um and that was good it, it sort of combined my academic background of um um, PE teaching 
I actually did a master's in medical science um, in um, in health promotion and disease prevention through the Newcastle Uni while I was at health. Um, and that, uh, I suppose I was about 10 years in, in health and uh, public sector is not for everyone. Um, and while it was good while I was there and I certainly um, benefited from the, the extra qualifications I got, I, um, you know, just, you know, was interested in doing something different and, I was using uh, an advertising agency at the time to put some of the mess the health messages in into you know marketable um, messages um, and the ad I've been with health for about 10 years and the ad agency um, owner asked me to join them after 10 years um, I'd I guess I'd worked pretty closely with them in in um, crafting the messages and uh, some of the campaigns that I worked on with them had won some awards so that kind of uh, gave me a uh, a fork in the road sort of thing. So I took it. And um, so I was with advertising and marketing for about 10 years. Um, and again, it was a, a fantastic experience, but took a lot out of you. Um, it was a, a pretty full-on lifestyle. So um, I went out on my own after about 10 years um, as a marketing consultant, but found that um, when you... You know, you build relationships with clients, particularly business owners, not similar, not dissimilar to yourself. Uh, I was in there initially to help them with their marketing, but when you got to know them and you got to know their business, they'd inevitably say to them, say to you, "Look, uh, we got this issue over here. Have you got any insights about that?" So it kind of morphed from a marketing consultant to a bit of a generalist business consultant, and then after uh, probably, yeah, probably about ten years of doing that. Um, the penny dropped with me and and most of the problems and issues that businesses had were people related and mm -hmm. most of the problems uh, that most of the issues that led to people problems were culture related and most of the the issues um, around culture were leadership related and so the penny dropped and I connected those dots and so I realized that in order to help organizations get better results they had to build a better culture. And the, the best way to build a better culture was to build better leaders. Um, so I worked in that space um, over a period of time, um, developed some IP around that, wrote a book, um, uh, put it into practice in terms of uh, workshops uh, and, and corporate programs and sort of been moving away from the small end of business to medium and large business uh, as a consultant about how they improve their culture and get better results on the back of developing their leaders. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think I've, I don't know if I spoke with you, but I, I studied business at uni many, many moon ago and wanted to, originally wanted to go down that route of working in marketing. I did marketing and management and was going to do, you know, pursue that and would have had to move to Sydney and I just mm. didn't really fit with what I wanted to do in my early 20s and ended up ended up here. So um, that does, you know, it's all sort of, I guess, interesting for me to hear that from someone who's, you know, applied it and, and done it in the real world because I learned a lot of that in, in textbooks, which, as you know, mm. is very different from, from sure the practicality of it. But from, from, what, from what I've seen, you know, even talking with other business owners, and this is nothing to do with the fitness, but it's, a lot of business owners probably feel like they've got an advertising and marketing problem, but the real problem, like you said, is, isn't really that at all. It's about all the other things that are deeper than that. And sometimes when they are 
you know, maybe they do do some marketing and advertising and they get some more customers and, and clients through the door. It just highlights some of those other issues that they've got. So sure. is that something that you've seen where it's like maybe they think they need this, but in reality it's sort of this, this, and this that sort of are yeah. things that are the problem? Yeah, Mitch, you're absolutely right. In fact, I'll drop a quote on you by uh, by Richard Branson. Mm. He, and, and it's a bit controversial, and, and and typically Branson, most of Branson's quotes are <laughs> a little bit controversial. This one uh, goes something like this. Um, customers are not the most important people in your business. Your staff are the most important people in your business because if you look after your staff, they'll look after your customers. And that's a little bit controversial because, as you said, most businesses, small, large, and, and, and in between, think that their problem is we need more customers. Um, and in, in lots of... Uh, lots of organisations, there's a thing called churn, you know, so they, they get customers in and customers go out, get customers in, customers that go out. But it's the smart ones that go, um, let's get them in, but let's keep them when they're in. So if um, if organisations look after their staff, so, so much so that they really care about their customers, they'll look after their customers and the, and the customers will stay. So it's a little bit controversial, um, in, in the you know how many times have you heard you know the customer is always right we're a customer centric organization you know we are customer focused well that goes so far but when you really look after your people which ultimately is the job of leadership and culture within your organization you, you end up having a really good business yeah no i i mean i can understand why it would be controversial but i i agree and and the way i kind of have looked at that maybe not so eloquently but if you and you you probably have met probably worked with businesses or seen businesses that you frequent and if they've got high churn of staff it's a terrible yeah. look not only is it a terrible look but that's going to maybe the the customers you know like let's say us for instance if we had new trainers every couple of months they wouldn't be able to form connections with you guys and you know you guys probably yeah. wouldn't enjoy things as much and you might end up looking for somewhere else to go so yeah. it kind of all comes full circle where it's like if you look like you said if you look after your staff and and you sort of you know lower the churn on that i think it kind of has yeah. a lot that that sort of whole loop will begin from there but if you've got a high turnover of staff what it does is it dilutes your culture if you've got a, a, a core of staff that are really engaged really care about the business really want to be there it means that what the things that go to make up your culture, like your values and how you treat each other and where you, whether you're engaged and you care about the business, that's really concentrated and it stays concentrated. But if you're turning staff over all the time, every time a staff member walks out of your door, they take a little bit of the culture with you and it becomes dilute. You add new people in, they haven't bought into the culture to the same level, um, and again, the culture becomes uh, diluted. Mm. Um Whereas when you concentrate on what you stand for, when you care about your people, when they're engaged, it becomes a really concentrated um, culture and and and, and um, your customers can tell. Yeah. yeah. Not to mention just the time, energy and money it takes to train new staff and that whole process. Like that's just... Sure. A, and we've been very fortunate for us. We, you know, Brody and Steve have been with us for sort of four or five years now since we kind of expanded our business and, and sort of doing what we do now and we've got kelly and we had you know we had rach and we just have always fortunately you know had good staff and and i think it's it's kind of part of the reason why 
you know, a lot of reasons why they enjoy their job, but, you know, one of them is because it's just a great, great industry to work in, helping people sure. get fit and stay healthy and, you know, really, really sort of help, helping them, you know, have better lives. And I think that sort of all feeds together for it to be a, yeah, really, really good, good place to work, you know, especially when we, you know, hear other people that are, you know, working up in the mines and they're doing work, which is tough, tough work. And they're, you know, mm-hmm. underground 12 hours a day. And it's kind of like, well, you know, you compare it to that sort of thing, you know, we're pretty lucky to be doing what we're sure. doing. So, yeah. No, I appreciate you sharing your insight there, mate. Before we finish up, we'll keep it brief, but what's the night's ceiling this year, mate? Where, where are we Where are we going? We've had a couple of wins. We had a good draw on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Where, where well, i got to say, Mitch, I'm a bit more upbeat than what I was at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, I, there was a whole bunch of things that happened uh, in the off season that I was pretty filthy about, and um, we spoke about the article I wrote for the <laughs> Newcastle Herald um, yeah. criticizing the club. I, re- I reckon I might have earned um, the right to um, criticize the club when they deserve it, Mitch. I, I'm a, actually a foundation yeah. member, so 36 years ago, I um, I haven't got my car keys here with me, but my pride, uh, my most prized possessions are. A, a little uh, key ring that's got foundation member number 439 yeah. on it. Yeah. So I paid 600 bucks 36 years ago just for a key ring to say I was a foundation member. Stop and uh, s- Yeah, well, and since then I've been, um, you know, platinum season ticket holder and uh, I've been a sponsor and, you know, uh, just about everything other than pulling on a jumper. <laughs> um, <laughs> they might so, have yeah. to use you a, a few years there in the mid 2010s. You might have got it right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Melissa reckons I care too much about them. I'm, I'm happier when they win. Um, <laughs> yeah. So at the beginning of the season, I uh, based on you know the last couple of years, uh, the, the culture wasn't looking good, and uh, um, you know I, I just think there were some some issues there and. Um, they've made me look a fool, Mitch, because they've gone out and had a bit of a dig this year. I was in Mudgy last weekend oh, yeah. uh, watching them live and, um, yeah, they, they had a real dig, you know, and 90 minutes against one of the, the um, you know, fancy teams of Manly. Um, they really had a go, you know, right down to the last seconds where Daly Cherry Evans was looking at the winning golden point with a field goal. He had three Knights players in his face charging that down, you know, and Adam O'Brien actually credited that, you know, the effort was there such to the point where they were. And, and Cherry Evans has kicked 26 field NRL field goals, right? So he's probably the most accomplished uh, game finisher uh, in the in the comp. Um, and we didn't give up. So, yeah, I, I was really proud of the effort. Um how they're going to go the rest of the year? I just hope you know. I, I would be happy um, if they kept improving. Um, I'd love it if they made top eight. Um, not sure where that is, but um, Mitch, I, I went to every home game through the um, the three wooden spoons in a row. Um, so it's, it's it's not as if I'm a fair weathered uh, fan, you know, that only looks uh, only follows them when they're winning. You know, uh, I've been through you know the darkest hours. So yeah, um, I. Love going to the Knights and uh, love it when they win, but love it more when they, um, you know, make you proud sort of thing. Yeah, and I think, I mean, you've been, you've lived in Newcastle your whole life. I, I, I haven't, but I, you know, even from being here the last decade, like we all that the fans want is for for them to to try their best. In and it sounds so corny, and you know, same yeah. thing is you want your kids to do when they're young, but mm. if they if they play. And they give their full effort, and they lose. The crowd and the fans can deal with it. It's when 
It's when it kind of looks like that they give up a little bit in the second half and they get four tries running in the last 15 minutes and it ends up being a blowout. And that's, I think, what can piss I agree with you, Mitch, but I I wouldn't mind another premiership in my lifetime, right? That would be nice. (laughs) I I was there in 97 and I was there in 2001. Yeah. And uh, I've got a a pact with um, my daughter and her um, partner. Um, that we're all going to get Knights tattoos if we win a, um, a premiership in my lifetime. I'm right. shouting, apparently. There you go. You're um, shouting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> be, uh, yeah, I mean, they'll never say never, mate. We're only, you know, a couple of signings away from being, you know, something like what the Panthers have got. They were no good up until a few years ago, and now they're shining. Mm. But, yeah, yeah it, it's been it's been promising. They've, they've got a few of these newer players, a few young guys coming through. Obviously, Ponga's... Um, Pong is out and there's a bit of talk he's going to be out the whole season. But I, I think it's giving some other people some opportunity to step up and they seem to be gelling quite well. They've got Dom Young on the wing, even though they dropped him for, for that game, but he's been playing well. They, you, the new young fullback, he's been playing well. Um, he's not even that young, actually, but uh, Lachlan Miller. And then, yeah, 26, I think. Yeah, the halves are going okay and the forwards are always... Yeah, decent. So it'll be a good year. It'll be a good year. And we've got, uh, I think we've got the Warriors at home this Sunday. Easter Sunday? Yeah, Sunday Sunday night. And the Warriors are coming off a um, magnificent win out over those weak Sharkies. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Do you know anyone who follows the Sharks? Or uh, I think... Not anyone of note. Yeah. No, no one who definitely works for us. That's that's for sure. But the, yeah. the, the Sharkies were 20 nil up against the Warriors and uh, got beat um, in... Uh, in the dying stages of the game, geez, they're weak, those sharks, like yeah. their supporters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you said that, not me. I need to make sure I sh- share that little clip with... Uh... No, Steve, won't, Steve yeah. won't be listening. He would have given up after about two minutes. He would have been, <laughs> he w- he would have been too bored listening to us because he didn't have an opportunity to put True. his jibber in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's always the uh, the main conversationalist when you're talking with That's him. That's it. Right. No, to be the centre of attention. Yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll leave it there, Greg. It was, yeah, really good having you on, mate. And and above everything else, I, I'm really, yeah, really glad that you and Lisa are enjoying the gym and, and that, um, like you mentioned, you know, notice you've been really hard out in the last few months. You've got your daughter's wedding coming up um, later in the year, I believe. And yeah, September, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of in the back of your mind where it's a bit of extra extra drive and motivation to to sort of keep working hard through these cooler months here in the middle of the year. But, no, we, we love having you there, mate, and it's been a pleasure having you on and good chatting. Good on you, Mitch. All right. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for listening, guys. Cheers. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If there is a topic you'd like us to discuss that we haven't already, please make sure you reach out in Facebook Messenger and we'll do our best to cover it in the upcoming episodes. For those of you enjoying the podcast, we'd love for you to like, subscribe and leave us a rating. It really helps us grow and spread the good word. Hoping you're all having a great day and we'll be sure to see you on the next one.